Hoshi and Sir Elwyn, you first see a loop of rope lasso itself over Master Paternic's head before you register the small, squeaking voice of Cyril. Seconds later, Master Paternic's neck is wrapped four times over by rope and the small, shaking but adrenaline-filled gerbine strikes a power stance, one foot on each of the crow's hunched shoulders, victorious and breathing heavily. I've wanted to do this for so long! The one wing of Master Paternix that is still attached to his body desperately clamours, trying to loosen the binding, and in doing so, finds its place on one of Cyril's ankles. The next part happened quickly, and yet that moment still somehow lasted a lifetime to the three of you. Koshi and Sir Elwyn, you see the look of elation on Cyril's face turn to suffering, the howls of celebration turn to a scream. Lan, you see the spread of ashen death spread up Cyril's thin leg, his life energy leaving his tiny body, and Master Paternic's grip grow stronger. As you're each about to act, Cyril's body is thrown across the room, hits against a far wall, and slumps down to the floor, motionless. In one swoop of his wing, Paternic's rope is removed. I have had enough! I will kill you all! I feel nothing! <laughs> I do <laughs> I'm crying over here um, Koshi a, a newly emboldened Master Paternic lunges forwards and with something you'd never seen before a talon sort of pings out from the end of his wing and reaches out for you and scratches across your face Oh, he's got, he's got like clawed feathers, wing, wing hands. He certainly does. He's been messing with his own body, I think. Um, um, could you please take one damage? Oh, okay. you didn't need to know my armor. Oh, I guess you can see that. Okay, no worries. That's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> is his is his monkey wing like a bit more held on now? Because there was like a couple of flaps of flesh before it is it seems to have there's sort of a, a noticeable scar tissue there but it seems to be fully reattached <laughs> okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um now i have helpfully lost the uh sequence of things so i'm gonna say because of cyril's interruption you can each re-roll your initiative please oh nice okay, okay. um Oh, that hasn't gone well for me. <laughs> Ten. I can never find this. Uh, it's underneath speed. That's a ni- at the top. Nineteen. It's a five nice. for me. Is that good? Strong five. I have been scratched, just scratched in the face. So I guess that makes sense that I'm bottom of the order. <laughs> Sorry, Lan. What was yours? Ten. Ten. Very good. Very good. Very good. <clears throat> Okay, uh, Sir Elwyn, you will be next to act. Interesting. Um, I think, I think my previous kind of spell may have worn off now. I think that's where I kind of um, made my sword all crackly with lightning. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Lan, how are you kind of looking at the moment? Are you, you uh, know, a little, it... a little on, a little on the grey side. You know, particularly, <laughs> I think my 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 left side is a bit grey. 
Interesting. Okay. Um, I so Elwin is concerned about Lan. However, he has just seen uh, uh, Koshi get kind of slashed. So um, he's uh, he's going to respond to the immediate uh, thing. He's going to go, Koshi. Um, um, no, get back. And uh, he's he's going to uh, just attack. Um, yeah, he's just going to swing Rend at Masca Paternic, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, honestly, why is it so... I can never remember things. Okay, uh, attacking. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, that is a 10. Your sword glances uh, off here. Well, you're, you're on... You're on route to strike him quite uh, true in the side, but his newly strengthened wing um, forces your sword uh, into a new direction. He is strong enough now that he sort of just swipes it away. Well, oh, he's really hulked out. <gasps> he has hulked out. So Elwing's accuracy has not been great in the last kind of battle, I would say. So yeah, he just it kind of goes careening in the wrong direction, I suppose. <laughs> he is very old. Your character arc is basically Selwyn learning that he needs to retire. <laughs> no, never. No. no. <laughs> um, Lan. All right. Um, remind me the layout of this room. There's like the well in the middle of it. There's a desk. Um, how how big is it? And how many egg did, was it? Is there only the the door we came in from? Yep, so there's only the door you came in from. That's the only entrance and exit in this room. It's a rectangular room, um, so it sort of stretches... The door is on one of the shorter walls. It's quite long and thin. The well is pretty much central, and you are currently stood next to the well, and um, Master Paternic is in front of you with his back to you, uh, and you both have your back to the door, okay. if that makes sense. So you're you're both facing to the back of the room. All right, um... I'm. This is gonna. This is gonna sound odd, and I don't know quite how it works in D and D. I'm gonna run. Sure. <laughs> I wanna, okay. I want to. I want to. I want to head for the door as fast as I can. Sure. So you can use all of your movement speed, plus you'd have an action anyway. Or if you want to use double your movement uh, distance, I should say, then that will be your action and your movement. Yeah, I'm just getting to the door, so I'll do that. Sure. Okay. Yep. You are at the door. I'm gonna say that that doesn't use up your action slot. The room isn't that okay. big. Um, so if you still want to do something, say something, then you can. Uh, I'm going to just turn around and say to the other guys, uh, fire in the hole and hope that they understand what that means and leg it. <laughs> How cryptic. Uh... <laughs> Which hole? Do you say it with that inflection no, yeah. as well? Like, <laughs> in the hole? <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Okay. Um, Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is uh, Master Paternic's turn. Koshi, you are still in front of him. He has just scratched you across the face and mm. he is going to try and do the same again. Uh-oh. He's he's feeling nasty, you know? <laughs> I mean, Sir Elwin is right there as well. But okay, no, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> um, I haven't nasty. got your AC in front of me since closing it. 13. It 15. That, Thirty. Yeah, that hits. So it's another. Oh, uh, ooh, it's three. He oh. really he he gashes you in the cheek this time. Um, draws blood, and it stings a huge amount. Ah, that's my blood. 
He is bearing down on you. He is just sort of viciously uh, just swiping away with his talons. Okay. He just wants to... He's so angry and frustrated, he just wants to rip you to pieces. Um, Sorry, really stupid question. Can you take bonus actions when it's not your turn? Or is it only on your turn you do it? Only on your turn. If you kind of think they're all kind of happening happening simultaneously, uh, in a way... Kind of. Sure. Okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so so on your turn, it's as if you have literally just heard land say fire in Right. The okay. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Koshi, it is your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage because mm-hmm. obviously I'm right in his up in his grill. Sure. Um, and then I am going to run away because <laughs> I like... Uh, this is this is what Koshi's been wanting to do for 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 minutes, and uh, Land's given him a reason to do so. So that's excellent. Sure. So sort of like clawing at his face and like screaming because he's seeing his own blood. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't how any of this was supposed to go down. Uh, he's like ah, and just sort of pegs it back towards the door, hoping that Land's got some master plan. Land with the plan. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you there's kind of because Master Botanic's quite a large uh, fellow. He's quite um, intimidating. You mm. uh, would only be able to get past going round the well the other side. In doing okay. so, you pass Cyril's slumped body in one of the uh, the corners of the room. Did yeah, because you she's sort anything? of... Um, On your way past? Co- uh, how far is Cyril from Cyril's body from where, where all the action was happening? Um, he's probably about 20 foot away, but because you're going to have to curve around where the well is in the middle of the room, you'll come within about eight foot of him. Okay. So I'm not going to be able to get to the door on this turn anyway. Um, you could, yes, the room isn't that big that you couldn't reach it in your turn. I was just wondering whether you wanted to, I'm just saying Cyril, you're going past Cyril. Um, I think as I run past him, I would probably look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do a perception to see if I notice anything? Is he is sure. he properly dead? Yeah. I mean, death doesn't seem to, to take I'd around be, here, so... <laughs> I'd be running to get away, you know. I only got a six, so... Um, he is not moving. <laughs> is he, we're saying, like, you know, is he is he still alive and he's actually just like a desiccated husk, like, on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a on a roll of six, it's hard to tell. Is he okay? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I think with that glance and that roll, I think I'd probably just keep going then because like I'm afraid and mm-hmm. Paternic's scary and Land's told me to get out of there and all of that is conspiring to getting out of dodge. So I'm just gonna get to try and get as close to Lan as I can. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh you reach the door. You and okay. Lan are now both at the door. Hope you got a plan. I have, I just I I, I uh, hope he moves. <laughs> um um, this is not like a question that i that needs an answer this is more just like me asking to the universe does lan have bombs like i'm i'm (laughs) suddenly trying to uh make sense of this um i don't want to be that guy i just don't know if sir elwin would be savvy enough to know what's going on (laughs) so um, (laughs) I think I don't think he would. <laughs> I think Kyoshi, um, Kyoshi, you're coward. What are you doing? Um, and um, he's he's gonna swing at at 
Mask of Paternic again. Of course. Um, okay. That's just got to be true to my nature. Uh, that is uh, a 12. 12. You do make contact with him this time. Uh, proper, proper contact. Um, you uh, catch him in the side of the leg. You, It's not a huge... Well, I mean, roll the damage first, but um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna catch him in the thigh. Thank you. I will. Hang on. If birds have thighs, uh, two d six plus three, chicken thighs. That's uh, eight. that's uh, eleven. Eleven damage. Eleven. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, certainly a nasty slice in his leg. Um, he drops a few How inches. How deep does the blade go? Side. Go and describe it. How deep does the blade go? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't encourage her. <laughs> <laughs> I've had nightmares um, for weeks. <laughs> it's it's yeah. He, he drops a few inches to that side. You can see the pain in his face, and as you withdraw, rend, um, he staggers slightly, um, and his his wing has to cross his body to clasp the the wound um, as he lets out a little. It's <laughs> kind of like a crow. crow. Yeah, if a crow is in pain, I think they'd sound a bit like that. <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, I reckon so. Okay. Lan. Well, I mean, I only really have this one chance, so sorry, Sorong, when you're going to have to hopefully survive this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it might go terribly. Who oh, knows? Um, I'm going to cast Shatter, <clears throat> uh, centered oh. on the well, which creates a 10 foot sphere of thunder basically. Wow. Um, what? <laughs> so a very loud ringing noise erupts from the well and basically anything within 10 foot radius has to do a constitution saving throw of 13 to not take damage. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So this, it, is it visible as well as audible? It's like a pressure wave. It's like boom. So kind of like it would okay. push anything, like any object apparently that isn't magical takes damage too. So if there's like, oh, like wow. pages, explosion. if there's bookshelves nearby, it'll push them all, crush them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so when would you like to make your constitution? Uh, I would throw? love to. <laughs> uh, that's a 14. Okay. So you're okay. So you succeed. Ooh. Okay. Does it? Um, this massive thunderous shockwave centered on the well uh, just pushes any and all objects outwards that are anywhere in the ten foot radius. Piece of paper go flying into the air. Uh, a nearby desk shatters into pieces. Um, Sir Elwyn, you steady yourself against this force. Um, you manage to root your feet on the ground and withstand it. And um, Master Paternic, who is cowering, um, towering, sorry, over you in front of you, barely even flinches. <laughs> his feathers blow in what could just be a wind, and he is his gaze is just fixated upon you, and nothing is going to distract is him it from. Is it really loud? Yeah, it's very loud. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a on a on a saved throw by the way you take half damage so i rolled a 12 so anyone who saved the throw Fair still enough. takes six damage <laughs> nice oh including so yeah. oh okay yeah. <laughs> oh my oh i haven't, had, haven't taken damage for a while 
that was such a cool that was such a cool thing and but Master Paternic got a natural 20 oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh. I really wanted it to be like a really He's cool such a badass I managed to wear a little bit off like just yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. So Koshi's just crouched. I'm just thinking at, that ranged at, um, attacks are the way to go here. Now. <laughs> I think that's yeah. wise. Uh, so Elwyn, uh, I guess, kind of as you say, braces, but kind of buckles a bit, like he's just kind of being punched in the stomach, like he's he's like, <gasps> <laughs> but he's he's still upright. Yeah. Koshi is crouched on the floor with his hands over his ears and just looks up at Lan and is like, "Is he dead? I don't think so. He's still moving. That doesn't necessarily mean anything." Um. Oh. <laughs> um. Um. Okay, so it is Master Paternic next. Um. Yes, it is Master Paternic next, and he is going to. Um. Yeah, he he barely blinked an eye when um when this thunderous shock wave uh shattered uh, half of his research, and uh, <laughs> he. Having steadied himself from the glance that you gave him on his thigh, he removes his wing from the wound and he points at you, his wing tip. Pretty much aimed between your eyes, uh, Sir Elwyn. Bring it! And (laughs) you feel a slight sort of... um, Your vision blurs for a second as if something is sort of hacking into your mind. Oh. And you feel somewhat exposed. You, some, you don't know what's quite happened, but he's got into your mind somehow. And it's not a good feeling. <laughs> uh, but but that's, all, that's all that happens. D- oh, okay. So no. Yeah, okay. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> uh, <sighs> okay. <laughs> 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 Koshi. What about what about Sir Elwin? Hasn't he had a turn? Uh it'll be after you. I'm bottom of the order though. Yeah, yeah don't worry. <laughs> oh I <Your> see. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to like, oh I see. Like it's just Koshi <laughs> Okay, okay, fine. I just completely got the wrong end of the stick and I've been waiting, trying to think about what I'm going to do. Um, uh, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to use my short bow mm-hmm. after Lan's demonstration of a ranged attack. Um, Sir Elwyn is engaged with him though, right? Technically? Yes, yeah. Uh, Master Paternic has his back to you. So really? it's a, yeah. Oh. So opportunity attack. And how far from me is he? Uh, 20 foot okay then oh ooh, no i think i'm still very scared actually after the after being yeah him being very intimidating being told to run by lamb mm. um i think and a I big will thunderous use... shockwave absolutely that was very scary as well <laughs> i'm very scared Does... um so i yeah koshi uh, i know i know we had um uh a, we used a bottle of uh, liqueur a while ago but do you still have any on you? There's a second one, I think, in my bag. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, good. Uh, good note. Good note. John, <laughs> is it, so, so sorry. Just <laughs> a, not to interrupt, but is is Sir Elwin? So Sir Elwin's in a bit of like mental distress. But do I still have like my faculties about me and and everything? 
Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, you a little bit sort of ringing in your ears, perhaps from the from the shockwave, but um, yeah. So I guess I guess he's kind of. I'd say you're functioning. It's Elwing's a little shaken, but he goes, um, uh, Kyoji, um, you remember in times of difficulty, I often turn to drink. No, you don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awful advice. No, Koshi, I've often said that in difficult times, drink is always with me. Um, oh. <laughs> and then, what um, terrible Koshi. lifestyle choices you make. Koshi looks into his bag and he sees that he has one bottle left of the maple liqueur. Um... And uh, and then he just hoiks it out of the bag and just shouts that Sir Elwin heads off <laughs> and is just going to lob it. <laughs> okay, um, you are going to have to make a dexterity check for that. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Uh, oh no, that's a four. A four. Okay, um, Sir Elwin, I'm going to allow you to do a reaction. Could you also make? A dexterity check, please. Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, Natural 20, John, please. <laughs> it's the only way we recover uh, this. That is a 13. Okay. Not shit. Um, okay, I'm going to allow you a split second decision, Selwyn. You see this bottle as if in slow motion, tumbling through the air, and it is way off course. You are going to have to leap about 10 foot to catch this just as it's about to hit the floor to stand any chance of, of catching this at all. In doing so, you are going to be prone and you are going to invite an opportunity attack. But do you do you do you catch it? Do you try you and catch it? So Elwyn would like to leap towards it. Mm -hmm. I guess equally in slow motion. And I I would like yeah. let me know if this is possible. I would like to swing rend while I'm in the air and instead of catching it I want to smash it with the blade and kind of okay. scatter liqueur uh, everywhere basically I want it as far <laughs> and wide as possible <laughs> okay, okay. Um, could you make a oh my gosh uh, well I'm going to say just an attack roll with Rend then as well please sure. awesome uh, it's an 18 Okay, cool. Um, again, slow motion. Bottle is tumbling, <laughs> tumbling through the air. Uh, it's a, only about a meter off the ground. Well, I don't know why I changed to metric. Uh, three foot off the ground <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and uh, Sir Elwyn, you are gliding almost uh, horizontal at this point through the air towards it. And uh, you both, you meet one another's path in perfect uh, choreography as your blade swings upwards like a game of golf you hit the <laughs> bottle it smashes into a million pieces and thick maple liqueur globlets are just scattered across the room um, coating Master Paternic uh, as well as the surrounding area in, uh, in thick gooey maple sap and I'm guessing I, I, then I just like clatter to the floor. Basically, I'm I, I'm now I'm now prone. You do. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> Thank you, Koshi. I'm guessing that was the plan. I mean, oh. 
Um, Master Botanic, um, as a as a as a sort of opportunity attack, a free action of his, he he steps over you and was about to strike you with his talon, but the smattering of maple syrup across his face stops him in his tracks, uh, and he takes a moment to inspect what on mm. earth has just happened. Um, so. Okay. Koshi and Elwyn, that was kind of your combined turns. Um, so it's okay. over to Lan. All right. Um, having watched this absolute like ballet of of, of movement <laughs> going on in front of me, you know, it's it, it's touched the artist inside me, and I know exactly what it needs to just like completely finish it off. So I'm going to. Mm. I think this is how I can do this. I'm going to run forward like half the distance up to Master Paternic, which I'm hoping mm -hmm. will get me somewhere near a little puddle of maple liqueur since it's been spread pretty wide. Sure, I mean it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. And yeah. then I'm gonna use prestidigitation to set fire to it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um cool. it says it yes. says I can light um, a small a little... bonfire. If that bonfire sort of spreads that's not my problem, right? So that's, <laughs> that's not you. Yeah. No. That's their problem. <laughs> That's a paternic yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, at first, a tiny little sort of inch square fire uh, starts and then it catches and it catches again. And within your six seconds, it you now have a foot wide square of fire that is spreading rather quickly across the floor and the surface of the room. Okay. Yay. It divides you. Well, it doesn't fully divide, but it is between you and Sir Elwyn. He's tough. Um, he showed that. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you retreat after that as well? Uh, yes. If I, if, I have, if, I have, if I have time available, I'm going to back, back off. <laughs> like back back sure. off the yeah. wall. Wise. Okay. Uh, it is Master Paternic. He is... A lot has happened in the last few seconds. Uh, not only has he just been covered in potentially infected maple syrup he now sees that there is a small and spreading fire that has started in a wooden room uh, <laughs> um, he's somewhat taken aback by this and um he he realizes that he needs to get a move on um i suppose i'll have to kill you even faster he um again draws his talons and he um swipes at you, Sir Elwyn, as you are prone on the floor. And he now, due to this, uh, pre his previous turn, you may remember he sort of hacked into your mind. He now I, has I, advantage. I, I don't remember that at all. That, I don't think that happened. <laughs> I think you're making that up. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something that happened at all. <laughs> he now has advantage against uh, you, Sir Elwyn. Uh... And he does indeed make contact um what part of your body is sort of not armored my 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 kind of legs like my trousers your legs i'm not really i'm like sure. kind of donald ducking it here i think <laughs> I, I, I think that's kind of like the jerbean style to be honest mm -hmm. it's the jerbean way as he's um as he's towering over your your tiny form he cackles a leg for a leg and he swipes his talon across your thigh um, and he deals a very nasty deep gash, uh, and that's four damage. Ooh, ow. <gasps> <laughs> so 
Sorry. Okay, um. <laughs> <laughs> Little chuckle. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Koshi. Um, Koshi is going to run to Cyril's side, I think, mm-hmm. in the midst of all the chaos and just try and, um, yeah, investigate properly what, what's actually up with him. Sure. As you run across to him, could you please make me an athletics check, please? Yep, I can do that. That's a 16. 16. You managed to uh, quite nicely leap across the small fire that is growing um, as the fire was between you and Cyril. Uh, It hasn't quite covered the width of the room yet, um, so you were able to kind of dart around it, but you managed to avoid any kind of licking flames that could have caught on you. Okay. Um, you find his body very limp, uh, seemingly lifeless, but not cold. Okay. You feel that there could be some life still left in him, um, just from the very slightest movement of his chest. Right. Okay. Um, well, but one good. of his legs, one of his legs, does not look well. Not salvageable. No. Okay. Um, I don't really have anything that I can heal him with, sadly, but it's just good to know that he's not expendable now, I guess. Um, (sighs) This is a wooden room inside Mm -hmm. a tree that's alive. Yeah. And it's now a bit on fire. This has just occurred to me. Um, (laughs) It's only a little bit on fire. Yeah, (laughs) we really don't want this to get out of hand, though. (laughs) Um. So, is there any water in this room? Um, You see that there are lots of vials and bottles that are scattered around the room, but you don't really have time at the moment in this turn to properly read what they all say on the labels. And the well is just full of brain. Um, (laughs) Well well is full of brain, yeah. (laughs) How much fire is there? I mean, obviously it's like liqueur, so it will sort of burn out and hopefully not catch the room. But at the same time, I don't know that for sure. Sure. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, it's probably got to about uh, six foot along in a kind of, uh, in a line, uh, two foot wide, so this strip, I suppose, of fire. Okay. Um, you can see where it began. It is, the flames are a lot lower than where okay. it's spreading to. So in terms of like the the course it might take in our desired direction, is there anything like wooden furniture or papers or anything in the way that could make it much worse? Uh, there, yes, there, there's some, um, there's some okay. furniture and paper that are covered in syrup. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna want to do as much as I can this turn to get them out of the way of the flames. Okay, so, so you're leaving know... Cyril's side. I'm going to leave Cyril's side for now, yeah, and just make a move to, to whatever this furniture uh, that, that, you know, could make the fire that much worse and try and get it clear of the sort of danger zone. Sure, yeah. The, with the remainder of your movement, you run over to a desk and in one sweeping motion, you just swipe all of the papers and everything that was on the surface in the into the corner of the room, basically, like a kind of dramatic... Yes. scene when oh. people just sweep everything on a desk you do that um most of it was because the desks were so strewn with papers thick with paper there isn't really anything on the desk so by clearing the surface you have pushed all of all of what was contaminated uh further away from the fire and i'll probably try and tip the desk away as well because that could burn sure. i guess so yeah okay yeah that can be my turn i think 
That is your turn. Okay. Uh, Sir Elwyn, you are prone on the ground. You've just had a nasty scratch on your thigh. Um, being uh, This is my first time being prone. Uh, what mm-hmm. kind of disadvantages? Not in, not in your career, not in Sir Elwyn's certainly career. Not, certainly not today, I would say, either. But uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, so what kind of disadvantages does it give me? So it will take a whole... It will take your turn to stand up. Sure. That will be your turn. Uh, also, obviously, being prone, you're much more susceptible to incoming attacks. So it's probably a good idea to try and get up. Uh, you don't have to, though, if you've got spells or you want to try and attack from where you are. Yeah, and Mas- kind of standing over me, isn't he? He is, yes. Hmm. And when I fell prone, did I lose my grip on Rend or anything like that? Or... No, you've still got it because you kind of you had Rend in your hand as part of your swinging golf motion, so you very much still had it secure in your hand yeah. as you fell. Interesting. Um, how's Mister? How, how's Mister Paternic looking? How, how is he? Is he? Um, <laughs> does he look like he's on death's door? Or has he still got a bit of vigor? <laughs> um, he's definitely bloodied. He's um, being an elderly chap it's taken its toll on him more than the same amount of damage on someone younger. Um, but he's, you know, he's not about to drop down in the next five seconds from what you can tell. He's still got some strength in him. Intriguing. Um, is there, oh gosh, choices, choices. Um, I'm guessing there's maple, there's maple syrup kind of. He's, he's drenched. Is it kind of like puddled mm-hmm. around me? Yes, yeah. It, you've done quite well to not get it too much on you because the, the force of your swing very much pushed it in the opposite direction. Um, but it is on the floor nearby. Yeah, Within reach? Yeah. Okay, final yeah. question, there's I a, swear. There's some big globules. <laughs> final question, I swear. The the <laughs> drenched Mask of Paternic, is he like connected to the puddles like next to me? Like is there like a trail of maple that, yeah because it's so thick it's not quite like a continual uh like uh covering but um just from what you can see from where the fire has already caught and spread that they don't need to be touching for it to catch it's quite flammable so as long as they are within a foot of one another it seems to to still be catching and from that you can tell that it will eventually reach him if he stays where he is interesting Okay. Um, this stuff should not be sold for animal consumption. It's like <laughs> flammable within a foot of, a, of another open flame source. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, Luckily, smoking was outlawed yeah. <laughs> because they live in a tree. So, <laughs> uh, okay, Sir Sir Elwyn um, uh, grabs Rend close, makes no effort to stand up. And utters uh, a little prayer under his breath and casts Searing Smite, uh, which causes Ooh. Rend to burst into flames, uh, kind of glow- glowing oh. white hot. And he's going to swing upwards at Master Paternic with the flaming, the flaming sword. Uh, I love the we'll image see. that Koshi is just like running wow. around trying to get stuff out of the way of the flames, and then there's the two of us just going, "Nope, fire, fire, <laughs> fire, fire, fire!" <laughs> no, Koshi. This is super cool. 
I don't really want it to happen, but I'm going to say you have to have disadvantage on your swing purely because you're playing. Sure, sure. Well, uh, okay, so uh, let's attack. Uh, that's a, a 20. <laughs> and oh, no. that's a 13. Okay, 13. Okay. You, you certainly do still make contact. Yeah. Yes! Uh, oh. Whereabouts are you? I, I use it like up between the legs. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. no. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be more of a he's going to just thrust the point like straight up, like into Paternic's belly. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of limbs. I'm going, I'm going for the torso. <laughs> uh, so that is going to do um, uh, 14 slashing damage plus. Whoa. Uh, hang on, I know this one. Plus an additional 1d6 of fire damage. So that's four fire damage on top, and he bursts into flames. So how much total damage? Uh, 18. 18, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, and he's on fire. It is basically instant. Like, as soon as you touch him, as soon as you make contact, in, in fact, you can even see when you get a few inches away, again, kind of slow motion style, the flames almost start to go ahead and, and lick <laughs> onto him and they catch onto the, the syrupy globlets that are all over him. And it takes less than a second for the entirety of him to just be on fire. He is a ball of fire. His wing, his final remaining wing is flapping about, trying to um, put himself out. His screams as he stumbles backwards, losing his balance, scattering papers that are also catching on fire. Uh, it, it very quickly becomes just an ugly scene of of flame and it's hard to tell what is uh, desk, what is Master Paternic, what is clothing. Uh, everything is uh, just, uh, yeah, quite a, gr- a grim, fiery scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> Woo! Heroes! Axelwyn... <laughs> um, uh, um, <clears throat> Just uh, goes very, very good. Yes, decisive. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> oh, uh, Lan. Um, well, I think the thing I was planning to do is no longer going to work. Uh, so, um, I see. I guess I've I've kind of been watching Koshi run around trying to contain the fire, and I might suddenly go. Actually, that's kind of a good idea. Um, Unfortunately, like Prestidigitation says you can snuff out a small campfire, but um, this is no longer a small campfire. So, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think I can really help there. Um, uh, I guess, I guess I try and I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to assume Lan is going to assume that Paternic is done for now. Like this is sorted. This is not lo- no longer the problem we have to deal with. So, um I guess I'll like try and search through any bookcases or bottles that are nearby to see if there's anything that's, you know, handily labeled fire extinguisher um, <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that. You look for like a bright red sticker yeah. with like a fire extinguisher symbol on it. Um, <laughs> there are. Uh, oh, could you? Yeah. Uh, roll an investigation. Investigation. For me. Sure. Oh, great. That's not brilliant. Six. I see that there are bottles, <laughs> I'm guessing. 
<laughs> yeah, the they're all sort of handwritten labels, and his handwriting is so appalling that you can't really uh, you can't really distinguish one thing from another. What they might be, um, but there are lots of different coloured bottles, uh, as in the liquids okay. inside are different colours. Um, and yeah, some are clear, some are coloured, some seem very viscous, some not so. Um, um, okay. Um, do I still have some? Can I still take an action? Sure. I'm going to start throwing them. Just all of them. I'm just going to one at a time <laughs> pull them off the shelf and just start Brilliant. throwing them into the fire and hope that one of them, like, snuffs it out of it. <laughs> you kind oh, of no. <laughs> maybe helping, maybe not. Okay, cool. Good work. Um, Good work, yeah, Lan. As you throw yes. <laughs> yes. Hurt him, Lan. Hurt him with glass. <laughs> I think there should be some sort of random role here to determine what yeah. the fuck happens. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, let's have a go. Um, so the first one you throw, um, a sort of green, a dark green, thick liquid. Uh, you smash it into the fire and just a huge green flame is there for a moment and then is gone. Uh, it didn't sort of generate any heat. It just was was there and then it was not just so green. Much. Uh, the next one is a clear-looking liquid. Uh, you throw it again; it smashes into the fire, and um, it doesn't really seem to do anything. But it releases a hell of a stench, <laughs> uh, what like sort a of skunk, stench? like a oh, skunk no. kind of stench. Um, Are skunks sentient? Is that like really racist? Uh, the th- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the third one you throw uh, lets out a little as it as it enters the fire and smashes, lets out a sort of little ghost wisp, uh, and it goes, "I'm free!" <laughs> as it disappears off into. <laughs> oh, well, that's finally, another good deed. <laughs> finally, you throw. Uh, it's slightly different. This bottle. It wasn't up on the shelf. It was down on one of the de- on of one of the desks. Uh, and it had a sort of bung in the top, uh, which you uncork and you throw. It was a clear bottle with a clear liquid. Uh, you throw it and it does. Uh, the fire diminishes where it smashes. There's still plenty of other fire, uh, but <laughs> oh, oh, good. There's, there's less of it. There's certainly less of it. Lan, no, I know you think you're helping, but you're diminishing the flames. Um, um, yeah so Lan's just kind of in panic mode here really (laughs) this is how Lan panics by throwing coloured things (laughs) onto a fire great (laughs) Um, Master Botanic is still kind of just um, he's immolated is that the right word yeah Uh, wing flapping furiously Uh, he seems to kind of be successfully managing to somewhat pat the flames out in places Um, but there are certainly places that he cannot reach owing to the fact he only has one wing that still continue to burn Um, Uh, and he sounds incredibly distressed sorry to to interrupt uh, DM Mm-hmm. Um, there are some additional effects of, of being on fire from oh, the good. spell. Just, just want, just yeah. want to put them out. Um, oh, good. At the, yeah, at the start of each of his turns, he has to make a Constitution saving throw. Uh, okay. On a failed save, uh, he takes an additional one d six of fire damage. 
what was the uh it's threshold? probably my spell save so 13 okay yeah he seems to be getting on top of it well enough um he he is still screaming more in sort of continued shock than than anything else uh, but he's managing to pat down the worst of it uh, a few flames remain on his clothes uh, but he's he's generally just kind of looking smoky and very sooty. <laughs> you know, he was already very black uh, as a crow, but what once were very glossy, uh, albeit a bit tatty looking feathers, they are now totally either mattified with soot or uh, just spines now. Like the actual uh, soft parts of the feather have totally disintegrated altogether. He looks incredibly... Uh, worse for wear. I think technically, okay. if he saved that constitution throw, then I think the fire spell mm -hmm. on him ends, I think. Ends? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yes, and it basically any um, any aspects of maple liqueur or sap that were on him have now burned themselves off. Uh, also, any kind of parts of his cloak have now just gone as well. Um, so there's nothing really on him apart from the remaining few... So he's naked. That can really be satellite. He's he's quite he, naked. Yeah, it's quite, very ugly. He's naked, essentially <laughs> plucked, very elderly, and missing a limb. Like this is not what an image. This is not a good look. Um, <laughs> as he's patting himself down, um, you feel the familiar deep rumbling again of the city, and uh, but this time. Master Paternic is only able to just stagger over to the well. Um, he doesn't seem to possess the strength to do what you've seen him do before. So uh, rich, ritually, uh, where he, he, he's, try he's waving his one wing, trying to cast what Lan you recognise as a sleeping spell. Um, but he just doesn't possess the strength in his body to do so. Um, and the rumbling only continues to get worse and worse. Uh, you all are able to steady yourselves. The remaining fire dies down and you are fighting against a, a, a rumbling, moving city uh, as you somewhat stand, stagger about in this room. And Master Paternic just slumps over the edge of the well. I, I can't, I can't hold it anymore. I, I have failed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say you're out of uh, combat. Combat now. Um. Um. Hmm. Okay. What now? Well, the the thing down there is alive and thinking and very angry with all of us for making it stay asleep for you know a century. So I would think that we not be in the tree anymore because I think this tree is going to get about? angry. What about everyone else? Well, if we can get everybody else out of the tree, then that's a bonus. Any ideas? We could. I, I'd rather not set fire a to whole, the tree. A whole city. I mean, um, they've just got to go just down. Agree with that. Like, it's not that hard. You've just got to be down. <laughs> uh, so Elwyn is standing behind um, Maskeberternik. He's got a bit of like his sword is still flaming. Like it, it's gonna, it's 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 wearing down, but there's still some fire in it. And uh, what are our thoughts on executions? I'm just saying, I've got a few seconds of fire left in this thing. We, we're not, we're not, we're not executioners, though. We can't, 
I mean, we can't. technically in certain districts. <laughs> I, I, as you're as you're discussing, um, there starts the rumbling is intensifying more and more and more, and you start to hear the groaning, the creaking, the cracking of wood all around you, um, and there are small shoots that start to grow quite fast coming into the room. Uh -oh. uh, the room is big enough that this isn't immediately of concern, but you can see that very quickly uh, the room will be entirely overgrown. Um, and one shoot in particular, one strong shoot with great purpose and intention shoots out of the side of the well and up through Master Paternic's chest. And Ooh. he is impaled on um, this very sharp, thin branch. Oh my God, is he, is, is, is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> Said with great concern. Uh, 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 oh no. Goes, um, um, hey, um, well, problem solved. Um, and then I'll kind of like pat the wall and just kind of go, uh, thank you. Um, we'll be leaving now and try to take everybody with us. Um, I think I will try to send a message again to the tree and just sort of say again just reiterate there's lots of people here who don't don't mean you any harm we'll try to get them out of the way um i don't know whether it will have heard me it's probably quite upset right now sure <laughs> um koshi is now yeah that problem's been solved koshi's now sort of running across the room and keen to sort of like yeah, let's get out of here. This place is is going to heck. But he's on the way. He's going to cast False Life, um, which uh, is an ability that um, sort of bolsters him with extra hit points. Mm -hmm. um, but the way this happens is he uh, he takes the scarecrow off his back and he sort of puts it on kind of like a suit. Um, <laughs> but as he's doing that, um, the spell activates and it sort of like almost grows across him. These like sort of straw... Um, limbs and, and bits of old straw just sort of bolster and connect to him so it's kind of like straw armour that like <laughs> grows all around him it just makes him a little larger but in the exact same shape but now he looks like a raccoon made of straw instead of a raccoon made of raccoon um, mm. because he's very frightened about what's happening uh, upcoming and wants a little bit of armour slash protection so that's what I'm going to do right now just so you know mm -hmm. Okay. Um, have any of the rest of us noticed that um, Cyril is not entirely dead? By the way, I don't think we have. Uh, Koshi did, did Koshi in your inspecting of him uh, just yes. moments ago. You did recognise that he wasn't entirely without life. Um, true, and I think um, yeah, I'll also shout something like, um, "We need to get Cyril." Well, I mean, technically, do we? I mean, yeah. Why, <laughs> <laughs> Lan? You you tried talking to the tree. Did it do anything? I mean, it mostly just got annoyed. Um, I don't think it was annoyed at me, at least. That's nice. Um, but no, it, <laughs> it's, nice. it's, it's angry. It doesn't want to be asleep anymore. Um, and I think that when it wakes up, all the things will fall off its branches. So we should, we should, we should move. You hear a tiny little cough come from the <laughs> He's alive! Quick, kill him! Kill him! <laughs> <laughs> um... I'll run over to Cyril. Mm -hmm. um, how big is he? He's very little, isn't he? He is little. Even for a gerbine, he's very little. Is he carryable by me? 
Uh, yes, I would say so. Um, I will say it will restrict your movement speed. It will reduce it by 10 foot. Okay. Koshi's feeling a little emboldened with his sort of um, straw armour. So. Koshi, what are, you, what are you doing, Koshi? We can't just leave him here. But, but, why but why? He's got nothing but... <laughs> he's been nothing but a thought in our side this entire time. But then he had that redemption arc, and that was cool. Koshi, <laughs> oh. this... Have you picked him up? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, go to Koshi... Don't make me regret this. And um, uh, so Elwing's going to slap a hand onto um, uh, Cyril. And uh, he's going to uh, uh, lay, on, uh, lay on hands. Uh, mm-hmm. How much health would it take to bring Cyril back to life? <laughs> um. I mean, even the smallest amount of of life will take someone from being, you how, know, basically uh, on on death's door to okay. Being how much life would it take? Yeah, it's like one HP of healing pulls them. How back. much would it take to make him useful? You know, because he's kind of like I, I, I don't <laughs> I like because no right now he's kind of like a, a desiccated corpse. Um, <laughs> if I bring him, if I give him like one health, he might just be like a mortally wounded gerbean, like. Can yeah. I get him walking? How much would it take to get him walking, do you think? <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you do a, a medicine check for that. Um, good idea. That's a nat 20. Wow. <gasps> what? <laughs> um, you, on inspecting him and putting your hand on him, you get a sense that you know exactly how much life you want to give him uh, to make him functional, but not so alive that you couldn't also strike him down. If he turned <laughs> you. Um, so I'm going to say that would be eight. Right. I, I'm going to spend uh, eight health on. Uh, so yeah, uh, so there's a there's a there's a light glow from um, Sir Elwing's hand as he touches. Cyril and that glow kind of spreads across his body and all that kind of manky ashen flesh kind of crinkles and kind of just like flakes away like uh like mm-hmm. uh like um like a flaky thing like old leaves and uh, revealing fle- <laughs> fresh flesh underneath Very He's nice. also changed color Uh <laughs> to what Um what color was he before he was just sort of a brownie, a mousy brown. Uh, now he's uh, he he's quite blonde. Like he's he's just gone like blonde. He's a blonde gerbine all over. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, Koshi, do you put him down? Yes. Uh, Koshi puts him down, sort of hesitantly, to see if he's actually able to hold his own weight. Okay. Uh, he is just about able to stand but you can tell that he's going to be limping as you move around. He's he's still very hesitant and weak. But I can sort of hold he, him you know, like he's able to... one shoulder, you know, sort yeah. of like he can walk and he's leaning on me. Sure, um, yeah. And then Koshi's going to turn to Sir Elwin and go, you're a true hero. Well, <laughs> yes, my, my straw friend. 
And when you see Koshi again, you must tell him <laughs> to be more like you. Um, you. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I guess Sir Elwin is going to um, grab Cyril by the lapels again and go, You, what can you tell us about this tree? Shake, shake, shake. You, you, have, you have to save the city. Well, no, yes, I think obviously. we have to save the people in the city. I think there's a distinction to be made there. The city doesn't want you here. I, you can... That's what I mean. You have to... <laughs> you, have to you have to take on Master Paternic's work. Keep the city at bay and you'll save everyone. Hmm. Nah, I, you know what? I don't feel like doing that. I don't like cities that much. I mean, they've got all the beer, but there's other cities. <laughs> And the beer here apparently wasn't this, very good. This tree is alive. <laughs> no. This tree is alive. We can't we can't just force force people to live on it. If we can evacuate everyone in time, the tree can go its way, the people can go another. When you say the tree Where can go, go its way, do you mean actually walking, moving? I think I think I do mean that, yeah. Oh dear. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh dear, no, this hasn't come up before. This is the new one. Um. <laughs> Master Paternic was enslaving an entire sentient tree. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to be party to that carrying on. Like, tree needs to, you know, go live its own life and, I don't know, meet up with other tree friends, uh, whatever. Like, you know. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I am not putting this tree back to sleep. I'm not even sure if I could. I can't even been able to put, put like this gerbine to sleep earlier. So like, <laughs> this tree is probably a bit beyond me. <laughs> Wait. Then, then, then you will make every everyone homeless. There's other well, could cities. They not... Spruce is very nice. <laughs> could they not live together in harmony? You know, I've always been one for reconciliation. I mean, I tried negotiating with the tree. It's very angry right now. Maybe if we could get someone more important to talk to it. Like, if the queen was willing to talk to the tree. Um, she might be able to negotiate. I I don't think there's time. And the, the rumbling is continuing. The, the room is growing, overgrowing still at this point. And you, you feel you maybe only have another 30 seconds in here before... You will either be ensnared or, yeah, you will just have to Crush. to leave. All right, we need we need um, someone to I think to at the very least we should tree. get out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get up to the palace and um, see what's happening up there, and then make a plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, you open the door, and it is very dark down the corridor. Oh, uh, oh some, be candles I can in cast. Here, right? Somebody's got night vision, haven't they? I've got night vision, Koshi but does, yeah. that doesn't necessarily help you guys. I'll cast Prestidigitation to create a ball of light, which will follow us. Um, and then, yeah, I guess we'll start heading out. Yes, we sure. should maybe just start moving at, yes, at yeah, pace. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you follow the corridors, the same route that you came uh, to find this door. And you notice that as you move along the corridor behind you, it begins to overgrow. Um, but it very much is only once you have reached a safe distance. Um, oh. Well, it's like it knows where we are. Yeah. Mm. 
Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll keep going. Okay. Uh, you find your way back up to the palace and already up here, there's a lot more growth than you uh, had witnessed down in where you were in the corridors. Um, you get the sense that the tree was very much allowing you to exit. Um, but up here, it's already made uh, headway on um, on growing, overgrowing any of the... Um, any of the buildings that were up here, um, you don't really hear or see any creatures. Um, it seems that a lot have already scarpered. Okay. I guess we'll try and... Should we try and get outside the palace and see if we can see that people have left? Yeah, we basically need mm -hmm. to try and go down the spiral, don't we? And just try and somehow yeah, push people ahead of us if we possibly can. <laughs> Sure. I mean, they're going to feel the rumbling. Yeah. They're going to see the growth. They're going to probably take us pretty seriously if they haven't already left. So Could, I guess we just mm -hmm. get going. The bird folk, can they, they can all, all bird folk can naturally glide, can't they? They can, yeah. So mm. they might have already. They can they just jump off the top of the tree, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, do we, do we want to show, are, are we concerned about the queen or do we suppose the queen was among the first of the people leaving I, I would imagine she is but we could always run past the throne room and see see if there's anyone there uh yeah i guess we i need mean to the queen the steps the butler like took us down way back when as far as i think as far as koshi's concerned like the queen is just a citizen yeah. um and we've got to get everyone out and yeah, i guess land yeah. doesn't have much time for nobles either so like <laughs> and we've not seen yeah. anyone every this place is empty like people are have already fled is that correct Yes, from Looks what like you can it. tell, there is no one that you can hear in the local vicinity. Interesting. Okay. Um, yes, maybe we should take this um, out, outside. Outside seems good. I like yeah. the outside. Let's go to the outside. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, the four of you run along corridors. Um, shoots, branches are weaving their way across as you exit um so they're coming across behind you following you uh sometimes it feels like they're chasing you uh but at times when cyril stumbles or you need to just catch your breath they seem to wait uh they allow sure. you a moment's respite before you continue your escape um but because of this extra growth the general uh, structures around you are weakening you feel it's not safe to spend long in these buildings um, even though they are themselves made of wood it's sort of fracturing their way through the walls splintering and splitting and uh, everything feels incredibly uh, vulnerable and haphazard um, and you you make you manage to exit the palace you don't see a single folk um, bird folk or humble folk on your way um, but as you leave the main entrance that you you entered in before, um, you you peer across the beautifully manicured garden that you had seen before, uh, which is now again overgrown, uh, tangles of of branches scatter across, uh, making it look more like a kind of um, yeah, uh, uh, it's it's a it's a cornucopia of life in a beautiful way, but it's also quite violent. Uh, the way it's torn through what was once so beautifully manicured, manicured and ordered. Uh, but you see at the distance there is a pigeon butler stood uh, looking your way. And once he catches sight of you, it's waving its wings frantically trying to catch your attention. 
over here, over here. We go go over there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Be careful to avoid the wonderful and violent nature which surrounds us (laughs) with its terrible beauty. Um, yeah, you manage to um, duck and... D- the way here is not quite so obvious as in the corridors. You have to sort of duck and dive, weave your way through uh, the constantly shifting and growing tendrils of branches. But you do make it through. And uh, it's Vivian, the butler, who showed you to the door that led you down into the the corridors before. Um, oh, I've been waiting for you. Everyone else thought that you'd left the palace, but I, of course, knew where you were and I wanted to check that you were safe. Uh, Rest assured the queen has been taken to safety, uh, that she is in no danger anymore. uh, So do not worry about her. Uh, But I wanted to pass you these these gliders. I thought you might make use of them yourselves. Uh, And he presents you with three beautifully carved, ornate... Uh, uh, I've got wings, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. Yeah, Cyril can have yours. Uh, Three beautifully carved. You can see actually behind him there's a rack of more, but he presents you, uh, puts these in your hands uh, and they match the armour of the guards that work at the palace with the gold uh, patterning and the beautiful shape of them. Uh, and yes, they they are they look like huge sycamore seeds, ah. but carved cool. rather than naturally occurring. Oh, they're incredibly uh, and, heavy. Um, like <laughs> they look great, but they're <laughs> weigh an absolute. Ton. Couldn't couldn't be heavier. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, so when you recognise these, having uh, just seen them in other cities, that that humble folk would use them uh, as quick means of getting down. A city. Uh, some more uh, skilled, humble folk could find, uh, you know, hot, uh, rising Thermal. air and could use them to to glide upwards. Uh, but most people just use them as ways of of getting down, uh, down a city in a quick escape. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Uh, oh, I I do hope you uh you don't mind me. Uh, you know, I I thought you you might make use of these. Uh, yes, I I really should be on my way now. And and Vivian turns and runs off the edge of a branch, <laughs> which is very well worn. Clearly, it's the route that a lot of of bird folk take as they're leaving the top of the city. And he just masterfully spreads his wings and glides off into the distance. Who on earth was that? <laughs> <laughs> what about um, what about the lower s- city? Like. Are they, yeah. they going to have all Well, these? I think that's up to us. Vivian, Vivian's gone. Um, I think Koshi's going to strap a, a backpack to um, to Cyril. <laughs> and, and just <laughs> kick him off the edge. <laughs> 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 I stopped just short of saying that. Um, <laughs> um, just turn to him and just go, uh, you, you, you good? No, no, Koshi, Koshi. Let me. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So Elwyn would like to push him off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> He's just about to answer and go, oh, actually, I feel a bit. <laughs> and then Sir Elwyn's boot just connects with him right in the chest, completely wins him of whatever word he's about to say. <gasps> and uh, yeah, he just falls off the edge of the tree and you lose sight of him. Okay, she's going to run to the edge and just look over. 
you hear <laughs> but then as he's tumbling he sort of the wings of the glider catch uh and he what was a sort of very ungainly uh tumbling through the air becomes suddenly a very graceful oh, glide wow. downwards and he sort of spirals in a gentle way uh as a sycamore seed does he just in a in a downwards fashion just spirals towards the ground Koshi turns back to Sir Elwin and just goes, he's okay. Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, one might almost consider there to be a certain irony in how the lower echelons of society were actually closer to escape due to their uh, socioeconomic position in this very literal elevated city. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm still worried that no one may have told them that they need to run. Like, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the sister at the church at the bottom thought that this rumbling was a sign from from, from their god. Like, she, they might just be, like, celebrating down there. Like, I think, we, I think we've got to go. I think we've got to get down. Yeah, I, I, I'm obviously not grabbing a glider. And I just go, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to start running for the palace gates. Yeah, Koshi's got a glider. Uh, Selwyn, I guess, has a glider as well, although he's rather ungainly with it. He's like trying to strap (laughs) it on, but yeah, he's not. He's not very graceful. (laughs) Okay, so all three of you are heading off the edge. No, Um, no, I'm heading. I'm heading in. You're heading to the gates. I think we've got to stay like on the street because we've got to catch anyone on the way down. Yeah. Okay. I'm planning to just race Uh, down the spiral, basically as fast as I can, just yelling at the top of my voice. Sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um yeah, you start making your way down the tree. Um you start to see the real uh scale of the amount of growth that has already happened. Um buildings have been totally decimated in places by large uh thick branches just piercing straight up through them. Um uh, the streets what once were very wide and clear are now uh very difficult to um to get through due to all of the overgrowth that that you face um and you're finding that you're really having to hack away to make uh, a route for yourselves could through we, the streets could we glide over the top of all of the growth but still following the street down like glide. sure yeah. yeah the the streets yeah. are steep enough that you you think that yes you would glide in a, a gentle enough fashion that you could maintain almost the same steepness as the streets. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'd like to try cool. and do. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll that okay. Lan's probably not yeah. all that practiced at actually using his wings because he's he's much more <laughs> of a he, he he's 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 much closer to humble folk than he is actually to the to the bird folk thing really. Oh. Um, <laughs> but he's probably like instinctively using earth. it to like bounce down the street at this point like just kind of like (laughs) jump you know what you do in a dream where you're not really you're not really flying you're just sort of not really touching the ground you're just kind of going boing boing or when you when you come into land from a parachute you sort of do a few yeah yeah yeah. or when you're like on the surface of the moon you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, when you're on the surface of the moon uh Wing's kind of like he's running along he's like a kid with like a really really big rucksack so he's like he's kind of his little legs are kind of like pumping and like, I guess with the shaking of the tree and the vines kind of bursting, that like 
every little bump sends him into the air like a kind of foot or so. <laughs> and then he stays in the air a little longer than you would expect. His, his, his legs are kind of like pumping. But yeah, so that's, that's mm-hmm. his kind of gliding technique. It's not, it's, it's just kind of slowly gaining air, but it's not controlled or intentional. Koshi okay. is, um, Koshi is incredibly skilled for some reason. I think basically because it's an airborne way of running away and any real form of running away kind of comes somewhat naturally to him. So he's getting away from everything. So he's good at this. (laughs) Is it beautiful? He's very enthusiastic about this. (laughs) Yeah, very enthusiastic about running away being the right thing to do at this particular point. It's very, very, very emboldening for Koshi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all all, um, all three of you follow the the sloping shape of the streets as you curve your way around the trunk of the tree, um, and you reach the gate that you recognise se- that separates the high, sort of upper branches of the tree from the lower, more humble folk uh, areas of the tree. And all your way down from the from the upper branches, it is eerily quiet. Other than that creaking, stretching, snapping sounds of wood, there are no voices or screams or any kind of signs of life that you can detect. But as you get lower down, you do see more and more um, evidence of life, people scurrying, trying to grab what they can from their homes, uh, families running with suitcases, uh, carts being abandoned as people just decide to run and leave uh, what, you know, drop what they're carrying and, and just escape with their lives. Um, and it seems that a lot of the humble folk you can see have already made it out onto the ground. Lots of clusters okay. of people, hundreds and hundreds of, of humble folk and bird folk um, stand together um, in groups on the ground. Um, and as you, again, get lower and lower, you see uh, another circling, gliding creature. And it is Francis, the rooster. Ah, uh, Francis. He is, he is circling the tree and he is using uh, what God gave him, uh, <laughs> his, his beautiful uh, vocal cords to, um, to sound out the warning that people need to vacate the city. Is yes. he is he gliding with his wings? Like he's actually using his he wings. Is. So he's just using his yeah. his his kind of voice to ah interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um uh could Lan join in? Like I, I Lan, mean like, I've been yelling at the top of my voice, so <laughs> I think the moment I hear Francis, I'm gonna try and like like get into get in tune. Like so that we're kind of like almost <laughs> almost duetting. Like going through. Yes. I think he'd, he'd probably do it instinctively, evacuate. you know, like he, you know, the way you do with choral singing where you just hear what everyone else around you is doing and sort of match it's he would just try and yeah. do that like almost instinctively. Everybody so now there's stop two hearing. roosters circling the tree <laughs> yelling at the top of their voice. Could you make a performance? Absolutely. Check? Yes. The evacuate song. I love this song. Twenty-three. <laughs> this almost has the danger of backfiring as being such a tune that people like stop and want to like tap their feet but thankfully the message is so like uh powerful that people do get the message uh they hear this beautiful encircling harmonious uh message of evacuate (laughs) (laughs) that they are compelled to comply um and almost happily so you know that this tune (laughs) is such a slapper that you know they're like yeah evacuate yeah let's get Uh, out and (laughs) 
And let's abandon our stuff and homes. Yeah. And with it. great coordination, everyone in a kind of like in, in a rhythm is walking down the street, stomping their feet one after the other. Yeah, evacuate, evacuate. Um, and what once were scared young children are now, you know, on riding the shoulders of their, their dad or their mum are like, yeah, evacuate. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, love it. I mean, it took us you uh, in, in, on your. So it took us like two yeah, days sorry, to climb this tree, didn't it? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't. I hope it's not going to take us that long to get back down. Yeah, we we stopped a lot. We're traveling yeah, at quite a speed. We should say, yeah. like, quite yeah. a speed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's probably taken you about three minutes to glide to the halfway point. Uh, where you start seeing people and you you see Francis, uh, and another minute later you've made a good a good progress again encircling the tree as you go down, and you see the site of the brewery, Juniper's family's brewery, uh, the familiar smashed in gate with all of the uh, scattered barrels that have been somewhat tidied up, but there's still a very distinctive stain on the ground. Um, and you see a little hedgehog in the courtyard amongst the barrels, cowering, shivering, scared. Um, About okay. 60 foot below. Koshi's going to uh, bank in the air and head towards little Juniper. Okay. Uh, could you make an... Oh, what would it be? I'm going to say an acrobatics check. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think that's good shout it's a bad roll <laughs> oh no that's a it's a beefy six <laughs> a six okay um yeah you you bank to the right to um sort of to what were you aiming to do were you actually going to land or were you just going to go closer uh, uh, the the plan was to sort of yeah i think the plan was to land actually yeah <laughs> okay uh yeah you bank sort of heading more in the direction of the brewery what you don't see is a branch a newly grown branch that was uh a lot closer uh than you thought and your the side of your glider just clips and you spin somewhat out of control uh thankfully because you're holding on to a sycamore glider it naturally kind of spins anyway but it sort of throws you into a bit of a a hectic spin and you're just about able to hold on as you cr- sort of crash down uh into the ground uh not injured but very much dizzy um and a bit dazed okay how far am i from juniper though uh not very far probably too close you could have actually <laughs> could have actually hurt her this is probably better this way i would have thought <laughs> uh um, i think i'll yeah just call out to juniper mm-hmm. and then um uh, a second later, after kind of like uh, embarking from that, uh, Selwyn just crashes into the ground next to you. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no control or definition. There was no spinning at all. It was the, quite the oh, opposite. Yeah, no. You were just beeline, just straight into the ground with great purpose and conviction. <laughs> like maybe I landed in like a pile of. Um, Maybe they'd had some labels printed, so maybe I landed in like a stack of paper or something kind of soft maybe. and spongy. Um, yeah. Maybe you didn't. But yeah, <laughs> maybe you didn't. There was no. Maybe was very it just bad really hurt. It, yeah, he just com- just smacked right into the ground. Just stacks it. Yeah. Um, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> For a second, <laughs> Koji's very distracted by this explosion of Jabin next to him. Um, but then turns and says, Juniper, you've got to get out. We're evacuating the city. You've got to go. I, I, I don't, I don't want to leave 
Mum, Mum and Dad, I don't know where they are, but I don't want to go. Juniper! Weren't they the ones they up, we saw yeah, in there? Yeah, they were up in the palace. Yeah. Juniper, I, I don't have time to sugarcoat this, so please forgive my inelegant manner of saying that both your parents turned into horrible zombies and they've probably been dispatched. It's for the best. They were dead long ago. Now, let's go. <laughs> what? They're dead. Um, Koshi's going to run over and grab Juniper's arm. And just start pulling him out. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you feel a resistance. She she doesn't want to go. Um, is the street kind <laughs> of like erupting into branches? That's like kind of that 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 growth is kind of spreading down the the path, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, are there still barrels around? There are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh no! Yeah, you didn't manage to destroy everything. Thank you. Yeah. So there's still like kind of like uh, maybe a stack of of barrels, kind of like stacked mm-hmm. up. Yep. Koshi. Yeah. Courage. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling pretty pretty courageous actually at the moment. You know. Right. Get get in the barrel. Uh. What? Koshi! <laughs> <laughs> this isn't courage, this is trust. Um, okay. uh, sh- sure. Okay. What's the worst that can happen? I get in the barrel. Uh, can, is there room for like two? Can Juniper fit in as well? Or? Um, uh, oh, I, like you can sort of, you wouldn't both be contained within the barrel. You could both maybe be stood in the barrel up to. Your waist. Well, maybe could, could is there, is it if one person crouched, could we get a person in a barrel? Yes, one person. Yeah. Okay, Koshi, put 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 the child in the barrel. Um. Okay, I'll get out the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your own barrel in a moment. It's very very confusing. Um, I'm gonna try and just pick Juniper up, um, and put and put her in the barrel. Presumably she's very uh, She, Yeah, mm. she's kind of resisting, but at the same time, she does know and trust you. So she's, you feel her kind of physically just give up. Um, and yeah, she, the sadness takes over her. On hearing that her mum and dad are dead, the fight leaves her body and she just kind of curls up. Yes, good, good. Okay. Despair is convenient in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, Juniper. This is going to get worse before it gets better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, gonna kick my barrel. Well, down the street. Down the street. Yeah, <laughs> great. Okay, uh, it goes barreling. Funnily enough, uh, about fifteen foot before it hits a tangle <laughs> of branches <laughs> and comes to a stop. <laughs> Strange. I um, thought. Okay. I thought that would work better. <laughs> um i mean <laughs> okay we'll just i'll uh koshi will run down to the to the barrel where it stopped okay okay um yeah and um look inside look at juniper <laughs> what's going on in there she's just crying okay it's better than vomiting um, i would imagine 
I'm going to look around, see if there's anyone else. Is there anyone else around who is also currently trying to evacuate? Yes, there are plenty of people still uh, that are leaving buildings. Okay, I'm going to uh, try and tug Juniper out of the barrel. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sort of dragging her by her arm. I'm just going to get to another group of people who are leaving a building. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, look, please, you have to take her with you. We're, We're trying to evacuate everyone. Can you take her with you? Sure. Yeah, you um you approach a uh, a female fox who has six little fox pups following uh, along, a bit like a mother duck would uh, with ducklings. Uh, you stop her in her tracks. Um, at first, she is somewhat taken aback, but very quickly she obliges, um, and Juniper joins in the middle of the little line of of fox pups, and they go marching off, following uh, following mother. <laughs> um, okay. So Elwyn comes trotting Ooh. up. Yes. They're in my defence, Koshi. I swear that's worked before. Before? <laughs> I've lived a long and storied life. Yeah. If, I swear, wow. if I had a groat for every bereaved infant, I stuck in a, I stuck in a barrel. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't need to hear any more of that story. That's okay. <laughs> We should, um, um, he, branches, huge branches. It, it's starting to magnify now. The the size of growth that's happening. At first, it was small sprouts and twig sized branches, but now you're starting to get like three foot in diameter branches piercing through the ground, through buildings, uh, just from all angles coming out of the tree. It's okay. becoming a very dangerous place to be. Probably a lot of running and a lot of shouting to evacuate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, what's happened to the gliders? Are you abandoning those? Um, I, I don't know. Do you, we could did take to the air break? again, I suppose. And... <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. They didn't break. No, they're, they're quite hardy. They're quite hardy. Very well made. But I guess, yeah. I guess the question is, like, how much good do we think we can do? I feel like we're kind of... I mean, I feel like the stampede has started here. So, you know... They are getting yeah. out. Yeah, maybe it's time for us to get out. Yeah, I do kind of feel like we're angst against the avalanche here, so... Um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, maybe we take to the sky and, and also try and make our make our escape then. Indeed. Okay. Okay, uh, going back to the brewery, uh, only about 15 foot behind you, you clamber up the piles of barrels. Uh, and because the brewery was at the very highest point of this street, you've got a good vantage point to see that you've got clearance to um, to jump off this pile of barrels. Um, and so you do. And you glide again for a couple of minutes, uh, circling the tree uh, multiple times. It's quite... If it weren't for the panic and the the sounds of the tree almost breaking itself to pieces... Um, it would have been quite a serene and beautiful experience. <laughs> um, the sun is sort of, it's about 4pm, you know, it's getting low in the sky, it's the golden hour. Um, and the the whole ground is illuminated for miles around with harsh shadows. Uh, and it's just a beautiful summer's afternoon. Um, and because of this clearness, you can see the hundreds and hundreds of displaced humble folk and bird folk that have gathered uh, at the roots of the tree and yeah it's only a couple of moments before you you land uh would each of you like to make a <laughs> i'm gonna say acrobatics check please oh okay. this will go well 
11. 10. 13. I'm going to say in a kind of V formation with Lan <laughs> leading you in the centre and Koshi and uh, Sir Owen just slightly behind to either side, you all land in equally as competent but uh, but unpractised way. Uh, you all plant your left foot down, stumble a little bit uh, and come to a stop uh, after a few feet. And it looks pretty cool. You know, the oh. three of you, team, landing <laughs> together. Um, and Heroes. yeah, you you are now amongst the many, many residents of Maple City who are all... There's a, there's a buzz in the air, uh, but not a good one. People just panicking about what are they going to do? Where are they going to live? Uh, where are they going to go? Um, and there doesn't seem to be any kind of order to this chaos at this moment what's the tree doing like i guess if it's like uh, it's bursting with new life but is it moving yeah. or is it kind of just like now it's shaken off all these annoying little people is it just chilling it is continuing to sprout and to grow and as I say, the, the branches that are growing are increasingly bigger and bigger and more significant in size. And now that you've had a chance to properly stand back and have a look at it, it's it's filled out significantly. Uh, what once were sort of bare branches but covered in buildings have now, it's almost difficult to see where those buildings once were. There are so many branches uh, obstructing it uh, with fresh leaves on the ends that... Um, yeah, it almost looks like a totally different tree than what you remember seeing when you first arrived here. And uh, for now, it just continues to bulk itself out and to, uh, yeah, to, to, to just erase any evidence that there was ever life uh, on this tree. Well, I, I think that went well. I think it went about as well as we could have hoped. Another yeah. satisfying city. Yeah, I've never managed. Yeah. I've never managed to evacuate an entire city before. Like a one bar, yeah, sure, but an entire city. <laughs> okay. Is that something to be proud? Of? I I'm, think I'm it is. Kind yeah, of proud let's... of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I think Lan's immediate instinct is that he's probably surrounded by people who have reason to possibly be annoyed with him right now. Um, so. His his instinct in all these situations is to you know just start distracting people. So I think um, with the people kind of milling about, being very confused, Lan's actually just gonna like set his drum down and sit down, get his loot off his back, and just start playing. And he's probably gonna start playing mm -hmm. something that's like almost um, I, I can't which the 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 there was one god that the sister was serving. Oh, wasn't uh, there? Henwin. Henwin. Uh, I mean, Lan probably knows a few hymns from the various gods, so I think he's literally just going to actually start like playing a hymn and try and get everybody singing along, and hopefully mm -hmm. that will mean that nobody wants to hurt him for a little while. <laughs> so, also, sure, they have no real they don't reason know. to no. blame us. We're, we're as much they don't know it. Yeah, us. we're victims just like everyone else. <laughs> they don't even know that we went up there and what we did. You know, they they just think mm -hmm. a big disaster happened. I think so. Uh, could you make a performance check, I please? Can. Watch this be the worst one I've ever rolled. Uh, <laughs> no. 
Well, it's a 10, so that actually is the worst one I've ever <laughs> It's, yeah, it's perhaps uh, not the best performance you've ever given, but given the circumstances, it wouldn't take much to uh, contrast with the fear and the panic that is uh, emanating amongst the crowd and this soothing, calming song, despite your voice perhaps not quite being uh, on top <laughs> performance uh is enough for some people in the immediate vicinity to just feel uh, assured that um things are going to be okay and the the calmness starts to spread uh amongst the crowd and there's there's still the the buzz of panic and uh you know just general chaos but for for the for the surrounding 100 people or so they they do feel assured by by your song is is there any sign of like the city guard or the authorities or you know i imagine this is pretty chaotic there are no guards here whatsoever uh you struggle to see any bird folk at all apart from francis who is just coming to to a land uh to land relatively near to you he's only about 30 foot away he's finished his circling warning song uh so elwyn uh is going to start kind of just barking he's going to find like somebody who looks relatively able-bodied and and he's just going to kind of grab them and start kind of um barking orders at them and he's going to start trying mm -hmm. to like just organize like a little um anybody who's fit and well to start kind of like getting organized in a way like kind of like um sure let's uh, if anyone's injured let's start laying them down he's, he's just like after a while i reckon people stop listening and just start doing it under their own momentum because but mm -hmm. he just keeps kind of kind of marching around shouting things and everyone just ignores him after a while but he kind of got the ball <laughs> sure. rolling i think yeah. yeah. After a couple of minutes of, of barking your orders, um, you catch the attention of a nearby uh, deer called, uh, well, you recognise her from the pub that you were first in. Um, and she catches your eye and immediately recognises you as well and comes over. I I remember you. You were you were in the pub. Uh, you, you sang an amazing song. Yes, I remember. And and you were you were telling people not to drink the maple liqueur uh yeah um did did you do this i mean the children of hanara offer their support to your actions this is incredible i mean who I are the tree did this <laughs> um i i i guess sort of um having sort of set off the just a bit of singing and camaraderie maybe land transitions to basically telling the story of the you know what the last 10 episodes um <laughs> <laughs> could you like but, um, embellish it somehow and that's to what this make is. it yeah. oh like, yeah oh yeah uh... i mean i'm clearly the hero of the piece absolutely um <laughs> and you know i I'm, I'm invaluable in my support of sir the bumbling sir elwyn and the uh the the shockingly shockingly adept kyoshi <laughs> as you do this um as you do this francis who landed not so far away comes and offers the uh, support for your song he sings the harmony <laughs> and on the occasional word he emphasizes it by shouting it uh <laughs> over the top of you as well um and turns it into a very raucous 
inspiring and educational experience yeah. i mean so, I, it, that actually that does that does like make lan kind of pause for a moment because oh my god francis is like supporting me that's like <laughs> whew, wow how am i gonna come <laughs> but he, he you know he's, he's a consummate professional and manages to soldier through <laughs> and and, to, and just to clarify this version of events is very like legally co- like we're covered right oh, like oh you're, yeah you're, don't worry you're, lan, you're... lan is well used to talking his way out of unpleasant situations you know he's, he's a good spin spin <laughs> artist you know so we're like utter, we're yeah. utterly blameless uh Absolutely. you know we Absolutely. did nothing yeah, wrong we, this we is basically like the, cor- yeah. the song of introducing <laughs> the city to the tree that they never knew <laughs> very nice um yeah, uh, so Owen, did you say who are you yeah. to uh, are you? to this dear? Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh, I'd hoped you'd remember me. Um, I'm Layla, the one of the uh, leaders of the Children of Hanara. You know, we've been campaigning for for months, well, years really, but it's only in the last few months anyone started listening to us. Uh, that this this city has been suffering needlessly for for much too long. Uh, so Elwyn is literally um, just like blank, blank facing. He's like, um, did Kate, Koshi just comes up then as well. Sorry, go on. Did, uh, <laughs> no, not ringing a bell. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Koshi just says, um, what will you, what will you do now? Well, as, as, as per our beliefs that the, but that we were, well, not we, but the, the residents and the new harvest were sapping the energy of this poor tree. We refused to to take any residents on its branches. We've been living kind of nomadically uh, a few miles away uh, in a small clearing in the, in the forest. Uh, we've we've learned to just live off the land. Uh, we've built ourselves small ground based dwellings, and um, I believe that what we've been practicing and learning could be useful to to the residents or no longer the residents of of maple city well wow yes Um, i mean i don't care much for this hippie mumbo jumbo but if you can teach woodworking (laughs) and how to plow a field that's just good honest work absolutely that's what we believe as well none of this new harvest poisonous leech Oh, it was just disgusting what they were doing to that poor tree and and the fact that the residents were sort of complicit in this without even realising it just... Oh, thank you so much for bringing all this to light. I'm just sorry it had to end like this. It, if, people, if people had just listened to us years ago, it wouldn't have had to come to this. Yes, yes. Be careful, Koshi. I feel this one may be some kind of religious fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... <laughs> Uh, wasn't it Sir Elwyn? Oh, yeah, of the Chastain Order? Uh, yes, 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 you've heard of me. And the good word of Gaspard. <laughs> yes, well, um, <laughs> let's not let's not judge about religious fanatics, shall we? Uh, so Elwyn uh, has already got, like, a small pamphlet out of his pocket and is now uh, ta- start preparing to talk at great length about Gaspard's grace. <laughs> As as you start mentioning Gaspard, um, uh, a couple of uh, humble folk uh, appear behind you, along with uh, Sister Lilith. Um, 
Oh, Sir Elwyn. Oh, it's wonderful to see you. Oh, and Lan. Oh, and Koshi. Oh, thank you so much for everything you've done. Uh, I'm not quite sure about Gaspard. I, uh, you know, Henwyn is more where where my heart lies. But uh, you know, whatever whatever floats your boat, I suppose. Um, thank you so much for um for all that you did to help. I was so sad that we couldn't save every poor soul who was uh, suffering with the illness. They were dead. <laughs> like, literally, yeah, well, they are I dead. Mean, when did you last see a dead person up and walking, though? It didn't seem dead to me. I mean, like half an hour ago. It was ago, an unusual right? case. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. 20, 29, 30 minutes ago. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 wow. Oh, no need, uh, no need oh. to dwell on that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've got a hell of an operation on our hands now. All these poor displaced souls, they'll need someone to look after them. And uh, whilst I'm not a hen, I am somewhat of a mother hen. <laughs> uh, oh, that is funny. I think that might be racist against my people. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there like a general sense that some kind of order has begun to form around here like yeah you feel like uh, from what you can gain from uh, Layla the from the leader of the children of Hanurah it seems like they have been preparing for this sort of event for a while and after the initial chaos uh, of the first half hour or so they have begun to uh, form smaller groups of people given each group responsibilities actions things to do and are gradually siphoning people away into uh, the direction of where Layla had um, sort of gestured when she said that they had a small dwelling um, organized um, they appear to be taking people in that direction well and what about what about like I don't know the upper crust what about the queen and so is there any any sign of them there is no sign of any guards, of any royalty um, there, other than Sister Lilith and Francis. You don't see really, oh, and Lan, obviously, any bird folk in the area at all. Mm. Um, it is just the humble folk that have been left here. Mm. Um, but yes, they're, they're gradually order is brought and reassurance and a, a big help is Lan and Francis and their song. Um, and still some people uh, you can hear are chanting, especially children, the evacuate song <laughs> that seems to have really caught on. Uh, it is almost sort of a, a song of solidarity amongst the group now, a shared experience that they all kind of, it was a traumatic experience, but it was also one that binds them together and uh, makes them feel still as a community and that together they can pull through. Um, even this horrendous experience. Um, where do you imagine that the three of you will uh, will go? Will you follow the the group? I think I we guess... weirdly, even though it's never come up yet, um, Lan actually is a follower of her, of Hanera in kind of that default way ah. that people are like C of E. Um, mm -hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> probably probably feel fairly comfortable amongst the children of Hanera and we'll, we'll, we'll go off and join them for a bit, I think. Mm -hmm. Help people set up there. Okay. Nice. Um, what about uh, the other two? Koshi. Um, I think Koshi is probably going to 
uh give his farewells um he uh he'll sort of he'll sort of say well um this was this was something of a of an exciting <laughs> adventure um didn't really expect most of this to happen kind of just came for for a bit of gold um but hmm how much gold did I you guess, end up uh, with guess you guys have opened <laughs> Oh, you know, I mean, a pretty good amount, to be fair. Are you? Are you um, kind of there like was, jingling? There was that bag. <laughs> it was like... Yeah, he's sort of like looking at um, Sir Elwin and just like there was that other bag that you said. Uh, you know, after everything was done, you know, I mean, I, obviously it's yours. <gasps> but it, there was this, there was a sort of intimation, I believe, at the time that oh, of course, Koshi, I... yes. How how could I forget? Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, how could you? Yes, yeah. Koshi. Here, let me give you this, and uh, he 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 kind of hangs over like a sack of gold and and, and gives it to you. Yeah, and Koshi takes it. Oh, oh that, that's very generous, very kind. Of Wonderful, you, very thank kind. you. Now, if yeah. you just give that back to me, and uh, while I readjust, and he um he uh having like he he then um he 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 brings out Sunder his kind of smaller sword. He takes the gold back and goes, Koshi, your your courage, um, well. It um, it uh, well, it's a um, um, it's a work in progress. And uh, he 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 gives he gives you sunder. Um, may this um at least distract your pursuers in your future future misdemeanors. Koshi is like first kind of shocked that you took the gold back, and then just completely stunned by this. Um. And his eyes just go really wide and slightly teary, <laughs> and he just says, uh, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna miss you guys, but thank you." And then he, uh, he sort of like nods, and then heads off. And uh, I said, "Elwing's gonna <laughs> let the let this beautiful moment hang for a second, and then kind of shout, it's priceless, by <laughs> by which I mean it cannot be sold on the open market. Oh no, it's a very small collector's market." <laughs> <laughs> and like Koshi with his back still turned just holds the sword up so- solidarity style and then just sort of disappears off okay um, before you the three of you totally separate um, you each stand looking at what once was Maple City but you now understand to be Rubrum the giant treant Um it the the sounds and the movements are so violent and yet totally justified and liberating for him um what for him is a simple movement is for you uh, a thunderous snapping uh breaking of wood uh, almost deafening and yet it's the sound of of freedom um thick roots are wrenched upwards from the ground as first one and then a second leg are freeing themselves of decades, hundreds of years of growth, of rooting into one spot. Uh, it's it. You get the feeling from it as if it's stretching after a long sleep of returning blood flow to, to what once was a numb limb. Uh, it's satisfying to watch but also terrifying. Um, and it it takes a long time for every motion to happen. 
you know, the just the lifting of a foot, the placing down, it takes minutes. Um, but gradually you watch as this giant liberated treant makes its way towards the sunset, flattening any trees in its path, but deservedly so as it continues a journey that it once began 150 years ago. 